This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Yeah, buddy, it's hour four of the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. We are live at the Rangers Toy Drive. Bring a toy, get a voucher for a ticket to an upcoming game. And there's Rangers autographs to be had. We've already talked with pitcher John Gray and Mike Maddox. And Matt Hicks is coming up at 5.30, Emily Jones at 6, as we soak in those World Series vibes. Now, of course, we are also your home of the Texas Rangers and Dallas Cowboys. And we are heading to a huge game. And every Thursday at this time, it is time for the Zach Martin Show. One of six Cowboys to be leading their position in Pro Bowl voting. The future Hall of Famer joins you. Brought to you by Ford. Your Texas Ford dealers. Ford is the best in Texas. And a good afternoon, sir. How the heck are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing outstanding. Thanks. And congrats on uh, leading your position once again. Was there ever any doubt that you would? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Was there ever any doubt that you, that you would lead your position in, in the Pro Bowl voting? Um, I don't know. I don't get caught up in that stuff in the season. Um, we got a pretty big one Sunday night, so that's where, that's where my focus is at right now. Right on. So uh, what are you thinking about these Eagles? It, you know, it, it kind of looks like the, the defense has gotten into a little bit of trouble since you last saw them. Is that what you're seeing on, on tape, or what do you expect? No, I mean, shoot, they're, they're a damn good football team. They've, uh, you know, they've obviously gone through a little bit of a gauntlet here, but, um, you know, when you turn on tape, they got guys all over the place, and uh, especially up front on that defense. They're really, they're really led by their, uh, by their defensive line. So it'll be an, another great challenge for us, another, uh, you know, big divisional game, and, um, you know, these, these are the fun games. These are the games you live for. So it'll be a good one Sunday night. These, this front's been nasty for a long time, though, Zach. I mean, thinking back on, on some of these battles, has, has this been the team out there, not just the division rival that, uh, that you feel like you, you're preparing the most for over the years? Uh, I mean, I would say just consistently over the years. I mean, they obviously are in the division, so we play them twice a year. But, yeah, they're, they're as consistent of the front as we play year in and year out. And uh, obviously they've got a – you know, a group of guys who have been there a long time. Obviously, added some really, really talented uh, young, young, younger players. Obviously, with Carter and Davis, but um, you know, the rest of those guys have been there for quite a while. Yeah, Zach, I was going to ask you about that because you, you do have a, a, a kind of a history with some of their guys. But mm-hmm. what have you learned about? And we see it on the tape. The, you know, this massive dudes, just you know, hard to sit down on, and you know, hard guys to move. What have you learned about the young guys in the in the uh, the times that you've been able to go up against them? Yeah, you know, they um, you, know, you kind of hit it there. I always say, you know, a defensive lineman when they've got power, that's um, you know something you always got to think about. And um, you know, they do they've done a nice job of putting together a defensive line that that all have some bit of power, but also have moves off of that. So um, anytime a defensive lineman can can throw you a fastball with with their power. Um, it gets you thinking a little bit, and then obviously uh, they got their moves off of it. So, um, again, it's going to be a big test. Uh, like I said, Carter, um, you know, I think is a very fine football player. And then, uh, you know, Davis is playing really well this year. He's gotten a ton better since last year. He's really holding down that middle of their defense, and uh, he's a big man. Zach, what was it like uh, yesterday at the star? Coach goes down with appendicitis. Have you had appendicitis ever? I, I don't think any of us had on the show. No, I, I haven't. And uh, I saw him leaving in the morning, and I, you know, someone was, some was saying, "Oh yeah, he's got you know real bad, um, whatever stomach pains or or whatnot." And then uh, you know they told us later in the day that he was going into uh, with appendicitis. So um, you know, obviously a tough deal, but. Um, sounds like he'll be back and uh, it'll be great to have him back so if he weren't back does that mean you guys then get to just pick pick at him make fun of him because he's not as tough as you clearly <laughs> yeah and then you know uh they, they've done a really good job our coordinators have done an awesome job this week keeping keeping it smooth keeping uh the schedule consistent you know bones has kind of been taking over that um 
the team meeting roles and then you know obviously uh, DQ and, and Shadi handling the uh, during the practice but it's been um, you know it's been a smooth week and uh, those guys have done an awesome job. Zach Martin here with you on your home of the Cowboys 105.3 The Fan. Now I, I am curious how much better the body feels going into a game with 10 days rest as opposed to sort of the <laughs> usual week. Yeah no it's, it was those uh you know, it's always—it's like a give and take with those, uh, with the the three games in 12 days. It's a—it's a tough stretch, but um, you really do get kind of a mini buy after that uh, that second uh, Thursday game. So, um, was able to kind of relax, hang out with the fam, recharge this weekend, and then and then get back to it. But um, you know, it is tough. But at the end, there there's a, there's a reward, which is great. Zach, the uh, the here we go has gone uh, absolutely bonkers <laughs> right now. Now we we know you guys have been implementing that since mini camp, but there's several stories from your standpoint. How has that really helped you guys along the offensive line? Yeah, so the the backstory kind of is we we uh, you know we were trying to get off the you know offensive lineman trying to get off the ball as fast as they can, and uh, you know different guys were timing up uh, the cadence, and we were kind of getting off at different times and. You know, blocking schemes when you're getting off not at the same time are not always great because uh, you can't time up your footwork and all that. So uh, we came up a way um, with that here we go to kind of time everyone up. And then also I think the big thing for us and the great thing about the uh, the cadence for us is we, we've been able to uh, throw a lot of different variations of the cadence with that and um, kind of working into to some of our quick counts and other stuff like that. So it's been great. Yeah, but the, the Eagles just they're, – they're, they're, it's not here we go, it's just go. I mean, they, they're a – like, they – you ever watch – you ever see them on tape, Zach, and wonder how they get away with the way they set on the edges? Yeah, their, I've watched a lot of it. I mean – How did they get away it really, with that? It, if you do slow it, – it's pretty impressive because it's like – it looks it's like they're close. offside, but when you slow it down, it's yeah. like they're on – Wow. They're on the ball, and – um you know, it is impressive, and I think our scout team this week has done a really good job of uh, of, of emulating that. But um, I don't know how they do it, like what, because the, the, the Kelsey's head head bob or head snap is so quick. Sure. Um, there's got to be something else that, that keys those guys into getting off. But, um, yeah, they do a great job. Of getting well, that's off the, the one ball. thing that we always, Cowboy fans, always talk about, like, oh, they're, you know, they're just – this John Hussey this week, he ain't going to call them jumping <laughs> off sides. You know, yeah, bleep that John you know. Hussey guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, by the way, John Hussey favors home teams as a referee yeah, this well, week. Seven so no, just, right? just, nice. let just letting you know, Zach. Right? Okay. That's public enemy number one for me. Good nugget. Yeah. Good nugget. Yeah. How's the home field advantage feeling these days, uh, Zach? It's, it's got to be by far the, the best streak since uh, you've gotten here. Maybe the best in team history, dang near. Yeah, it's been great. And, uh, you know, that one Thursday night was big for us, I thought, um, just for our football team. You know, we've had, you know, a stretch of games there where, um, you know, we were really getting after teams and we were coming out there in the fourth quarter and to have kind of one of those hard-fought wins, find a way to win. You know, defense comes up with a huge, a couple of huge fourth down stops and, and you know, we're able to, to get points out of them. So, um, you know, a really critical game for our football team uh, there Thursday night against the Seahawks. Hey, Zach, uh, I, you know, I, I got to do this job where I have to also do scouting tape of college players. Yeah, I watched Joe Alt the other night, and I'll tell you what, man, that that kid, he, I think he's the best tackle in the draft. I he's think he's a stud, the, isn't he? I tell you, he is the, the Penn State kid is good. Alabama has a kid that's really Alabama's good. right tackle, is but I'll tell you yeah. what, all I scouted his dad. That's mm-hmm. how old I am. But I'll tell you what, man, he for a guy that's six eight, yeah, moves the I, way I he him, does. Uh, I met him a couple springs ago. I went up Holy there, jeez, and he 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 is big, and he looks like he's filled out. He was still a little skinny. I, I think I was up there right after his. Uh, I think it was his freshman spring. Man, and, he um, is super impressive. The yeah, way he, he moves. is. I think Coach McCarthy uh, coached his dad there in, in Kansas City. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. His dad was a his dad was a all, uh, a Pro Bowl player two years, like yep. in the early nineties, and yep. a hell of a player from Iowa. So. Yeah, it's me. Uh, um, I always get. I mean, it's it's always crazy to me. Maybe it's because I was a five year guy, but those the guys are coming out after their third year, and you know how ready they can be. It, it just oh, he's uh, plug and play. Oh yeah, it, it, he is so crazy. plug and play right now. I know. 
I know he's yeah. got you know he's got good technique. He's nasty. He's he's long. He's big. He's he's uh, he's everything you want to tackle. Okay, so you gave me a little bit of that scouting report there. If you had to put your your scout brain on and you're going ahead and evaluating these offensive linemen, because I'm about six in right now and we have a stud class coming out. What what are you looking for in some of these college linemen as they transition to the NFL? Yeah, I think the prototype obviously length is um, at tackle is is huge. Um, you know, it's funny. I always they always told me that when I was coming out because I played tackle in college and right. You know, I was like, I, you know, I don't think it's that big a deal. And then you know, a few years ago, I kicked out the tackle for a few games, and you realize those lex- those extra couple inches on the on the arm length really do uh, really do help when you're pushing guys by the quarterback. So definitely that length and uh, you know really athleticism and um, you know just hope you go to a team with a with a good line coach who can help develop you. Zach Martin with us here on The Fan. Uh, I read a story about Dak today, his routine, uh, how he's taking care of his body, but there's a little nugget in there about him straight bar bench pressing 375 pounds for a one-rep max. I'm just curious really? if, if you think he is he fudging those numbers a little bit, <laughs> a little inflated. That may be off-season, Dak. I'm not sure about in-season, but off-season, he Dak is after it in the weight room now, so I, I could see that. I don't know if I've seen it with my eyes, but uh, I, I could definitely uh, see it. He gets after it in there. What's the most impressive thing you've seen uh, from a teammate in the, in that weight room? I mean, just look at Tyron anytime yeah. he lifts. It's pretty uh, – Freak. Yeah, I mean, it's insane. You know, you got the rest of the offensive line, and then you look over at him, and you're like, oh, my God. You know, the thing that's crazy about him, too, is, like, we had an off season where I remember he went, like, on a trip, a couple trips maybe during the off season, and every time he came back from the trips, like, he was stronger. I'm like, you're just on the beach for a week. How are you stronger than when you left? <laughs> so he, he's just an absolute freak. So any, if you want to you want to see some lifting, go in there and watch Tyron do it. Tyron's okay, okay yeah. but if you if we were all in the weight room right now and we were like, Zach, would you please impress us with something? Like, what's the what's the thing that you would do to be like, okay, wa- watch this. Watch this right here. Heavy back squats? Uh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm, I'm solid. I'm not, like, freakishly strong, but I would say I'm, um, I'm definitely above average in the, in the strength column. Um, I got a pretty good bench, pretty good squat. Well, you definitely did a good job uh, when it came to putting the Christmas tree decorations up and you had your little girl over your shoulders. I saw that that picture (laughs) that came out. Dude, is it FOCO USA? Yeah, FOCO. Hashtag hoodie season. That hoodie looks absolutely incredible. How do we get one of these? Dude, it it, it feels like uh, I don't think I ever had one. My wife maybe had one one of those, like, Snuggies, and it's kind of like that. It's a giant – it's like a giant hoodie – but the inside is like almost like this like it's super soft like sheep wool or something so it's uh i'll get you hooked up don't worry okay yeah. let's go yes. <laughs> look at that oh merry christmas Zach, you don't know season. what you just did <laughs> <laughs> that's one of those things i'm sure you had some nights there in notre dame you regretted you might just regret that one. <laughs> happy hanukkah to me <laughs> yep he's still blowing up the nucci about one of those hats from 18 months ago yeah <laughs> dude, all right you're out you're out yeah. <laughs> hey you know you know you hit up uh sean mckeon's got you know he's the he's the hat guy and okay the you're pretty tight so they uh if I ever need a hat, that's who I go to. Hey, uh, Zach, you, you guys got after the Eagles offensively the first time. I mean, it was, I think, 406 to, like, 290 yards. You outgained them. But at that time, the red zone was 29th in the league. It's what you guys were scoring. And now you've made up so much ground uh, that you're middle of the pack in the red zone. So you've been catching up and doing mad work since then. It, what do you attribute that to? Is it as simple as you guys are healthier up front now, or, or how do you look at that? I just think execution. I think, um, man, it's not – I mean, get get the ball into the playmaker's hands and, and, and execute up front. So I, I just think the execution has been uh, has been great. Something we talk about a lot in the red zone is, is the scramble drill and above the 2.3. I'm, heard, I'm sure you've heard Coach talk about that. Um, we've had a couple touchdowns off the scramble drill, so mm-hmm. – um, you know, just just doing it different ways, and I think the the big thing is is execution when you get down there because it, it's not a lot of fun when you, you know, when you have a twelve play drive get down to the red zone and then get stopped. Yeah. Okay, speaking of getting stopped, this is going to be outside the box. So if it's stupid, just you know, just let me know. You're good at that. But uh, <laughs> but okay, so with this with this short yardage play from Philadelphia, right? Yeah. Would would you think you might have a good chance of getting Kelsey 
before he can fire through there. The defensive linemen are so good at knifing through and playing their techniques, but I think what we might need to stop the push is offensive linemen versus offensive linemen. You, you ready to play both ways or what? Uh, that's stupid, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> I, so. I was worried about that. No, man, I do, I do have to give him credit. I, I think it's... Uh, I've watched it a lot. And um, it, it is pretty impressive what, what they can do there. Um, it's tough because you don't know the count, right? So they, I'm sure – I don't know this because I don't have the volume, but I'm sure they're going on hard counts. I'm sure they're mixing it in and out. So, um, man, it's just a tough play. The biggest thing I think – I think the worst thing you can do is jump over okay. the more I watch it because those, those guys, they get so low. They almost like dive into the ground almost, like nose dive mm. into the ground to cut your your quads out and like your knees out from underneath you and yeah. then and then just kind of the momentum of everyone pushing um but i i think you just gotta you gotta try to time it up and, and get as low as you possibly can and hope that there's a you know a scrum there that you can stop him if roger decides to take away the back's ability to push how much how much less success would they have you think um i think they'd still be very good at it uh but it does it does help the push definitely helps um, um, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. I think it's – if everyone was doing it at the rate they were, I could see them being like, all right, this is dumb. We're getting rid of it. But, man, every week you turn on the tape and the team's trying to do it and they get stuffed. So, you know, I don't, I don't really know what to say, but what to say to it. Yeah, I think I'd be ticked off if I was their owner and they took it away. I think, yeah. they, were, I think they were 34 or 36 – before the yeah, they're, they're a good sneak team yeah. regardless. I mean, do you think that there's an injury risk involved in the play? Because I think that's the reason they might be looking at wanting to, to take it out. I mean, maybe just because when you watch it, I mean, they do. They, they, are, they like swan dive on the ground, like straight nose dive down. So that maybe, maybe that's the reason. But, you know, other than that, it's just no one else is doing it like that. Hey Zach, remember this is the this is the defensive line too that likes to jump through the center's legs when you try and yeah. spike the ball. Oh yeah, so be alert, right? Yeah, yeah, we watched it. We watched it this week. Oh yeah. Okay, I knew you were ahead of the game on yeah. this one. Yeah, Zach, exactly. do my part here. <laughs> we're gonna get a little extra s talk from you, uh, sending Shaq Leonard's way this weekend. <laughs> man, what the heck, man? He was in the building last week, but you know, it is what it is. We'll move that forward. nil money didn't come through <laughs> like it should. <laughs> Yeah, but that pancake, you're going to pancake him once or twice, he'll start regretting it in yeah, no time. made the wrong decision. Do, do, the, do, do the night games, how much does that change your game day routine? Does it throw it off a little bit? Dude, I used to be huge. Like, when I first got in, I loved the night games because you get like, the whole day. You kind of get to, um, I don't know, just kind of relax, get your mind, body right, all that stuff. But uh, I think the older I've got, I, the night game, it's just a, it's a long day. Um, yeah. You know, we get up, we come in, we do walkthroughs and meetings in the morning, and then you're home for a few hours and then you go to the stadium and then you start warming up. I mean, it's just, it's a long day. So you really got to be in it mentally. Um, but I, I've shifted. I'm a, I'm a noon. Obviously we've talked about this before. I'm yes. a noon game guy all the way. It's just so tough when you're leaving and, and the, the kid goes, Oh dad, you got to go to work all day. <laughs> when are you going to be back? Yeah. That's what it is for me. Yeah. And then you got to, you know, you get home late and you're going to wake up the next morning and come back in. So, um, you know, what, the nice thing is we do play a lot of them here, so you do get used to them, and um, it doesn't throw that big of a wrench into the schedule. Right on, dude. Well, best of luck to you on Sunday. You know we'll be pulling for you. All right. I appreciate y'all. Cheers. Appreciate there you he know. goes. Appreciate you. Zach Martin here with you on your home of the Cowboys, 105.3 The Fan is we're live at the Rangers Toy Drive. And it's still open if you want to come uh, drop off a toy of worth $15 or more. They'll give you a voucher for a ticket to an upcoming game. We will have Matt Hicks joining us, uh, talking Rangers, coming up at 530. We'll get the expressway and everything that's been breaking in the world of sports throughout your broadcast day coming up next right here. It's the G-Bag Nation on the fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yes, sir. Welcome back, G-Back Nation. We are live at the Globe, the Rangers Toy Drive. 
uh, continues. Jared Sandler is here. All your media celebrities, including Matt Hicks, is going to sit down for a baseball conversation coming up in about five minutes. Last time we had a baseball conversation with him, we were getting ready for game one of the World Series. It was an enchanted afternoon into the evening right up there as we broadcasted throughout the season. We're about to, uh, you know, recap it with him and talk about what's next. Sean and RJ are going to be at the Firehouse Tour in Wiley tomorrow. They'll have blue fan-embroidered snow white hats while supplies last. You have free food from Texas Day Brazil and C4 Energy drinks tomorrow. And KNC is going to be at that Buffalo Wild Wings in Bedford. Got a Where'd Brian go? There he is, Jared Sandler. Where'd Brian brought us go? He's uh he's right over there. I wanted to uh, you know t- tell you that uh, Marcus Spears showing love to brought us today on Twitter. Hell yeah, Otolo, who's always tweeting us, um, was you know was was tweeting it. Uh, Marcus Spears saying playing Micah in the middle is exactly where Broadus said he would put him. And Spears retweets Broadus is a football savant. It's the right thing to do and. A salute to, to Marcus Spears. He has been my favorite member of the National Cowboys media for a number of years now. He's just an incredible guy, and he was a hell of a football player, and it's, it's cool to see him showing love to Broadus, of course. Yeah, these LSU guys got to stick together. Hell yeah, go Tigers. You know, Ryan Clark, all these guys. For some reason, they let – none of us are educated worth a damn, but they put us all on the radio or TV, <laughs> which is kind of amazing. But uh, yeah, really he's well a great guy. It. I mean, he is an absolute great guy. It's really, my kind really of college is. education right there. Yeah. Let's go here and have fun and make friends for four or five years. Some of us are going to graduate. Yeah. You know, we'll look out for each other when we get into adulthood. There you go. Uh, uh, So, anyway, salute to Marcus Spears, uh, former Cowboys uh, first-round pick and defensive lineman, and catch him on ESPN. Bochi on Langford, we're not going to hold anyone back. He's special every step of the way. He kept putting up those numbers. He's going to come to spring training. We're going to stay open-minded. It'll be competitive, and he'll have a chance to make the club. I just think if Langford does make the club next year, it's going to be insane to have this group of young players. You know, I, I know Correa, Altuve, Bregman didn't all come together like within 18 months, but this this whole deal where you get your third baseman, your left fielder, and your center fielder, they're all under 23 years old and complete units of star baseball already. Yeah, This could set it up for the seven or eight years that Houston is going going to enjoy off of that bumper crop of, of young players um, so that's the thing to watch I think going into spring like could there be developments that push this team over the top and that would absolutely be one of them they have added two bullpen pieces uh, already uh, and they're now among four teams that are showing interest in free agent reliever Robert Stevenson who finished last season yes. with the Rays let's go Angels, Dodgers, Yanks, the other teams interested you like this guy Wolchuk I'm a fan man I, I really do I think he's young uh, he's in the prime of his career. I thought that he showed some really good stuff last year with Tampa Bay. In terms of who's out there from the relievers, I think Hader's expensive, man. I think this dude would be the guy I'd pivot to. Yeah, you've been on him. And, uh, you know, and these guys go with LeClerc, Spores, Burke, and you might be uh, working on something. Smith, Chapman, Stratton are your uh, free agents to be out there in the bullpen. And uh, how about just just a tiny bit? About 16 seconds on soccer before we get to Matt Hicks. I know a lot of you out there were Dallas Sidekicks fans as a kid, especially around my age. Okay, uh, there's two teams now, two indoor teams in North Texas: the Texas Outlaws out of Mesquite and the uh, Dallas Sidekicks out of Allen. They're going to play Saturday up there in Allen at, yeah. the, uh, at the event center. Well, Hicks, so. he's a big Arsenal guy. That's right. As he joins yeah. us now here in the nation. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, fellas. How are you? Arsenal's playing some great soccer. Uh, they are. Uh, they are at the top of the table right now. Uh, and uh, I, I th- Jared's walking around here. Tottenham lost today to West Ham. Can you? Ooh. Did oh, you rub tough. it in? Uh, no, I haven't had a oh, there, chance Oh, he's to behind you yeah. over here. We'll, we'll get him over and make fun of him. Yeah, go Hammers. What do you uh, – <laughs> Yeah, what, 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 how do you pass your sports watching time in the offseason, Matt? Is it, with, is it mostly with the footy? So let's put it this way. Up until this point, uh, it's, it's mostly been uh, a little bit of football, a little bit of NFL, a little yeah. bit of college football, but not a lot because my wife says, uh, it's my time now. Mm-hmm. So Heard there's not before. been a ton of sports watching. Yeah. Um, here shortly, I'll probably get into waking up early on Saturday mornings and, and watching some Premier League soccer, um, which I enjoy doing. I, like I'll get up and, and, and watch an entire match and then go, why did I just do that? Because we lost one to nothing, and now I'm going to go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's fun. It's, it's fun to watch. You know, I had the opportunity with a friend to go over 
uh, to England back in February of 2019, and I got to see a couple of matches. Uh, one was uh, one was at uh, Wembley when Tottenham was playing there. Another was at uh, at Vicarage Road when Watford was in the uh, Premier League. Uh, the friend that I traveled with, a good friend of his, is associated with the Watford club. So we got to see a game at a huge facility. We got to see another game at what is termed a proper football ground, uh, Vicarage Road. And, uh, and that means tiny and quaint? What it, what it means is basically four stands. <laughs> okay. you know, Very been, and, and, and each stand has its own name. Like at Vicarage Road, there's the Elton John stand because he used to be an owner of, of the Watford Club. And it's really kind of cool because there's one whole line in the lyric of uh, your song that goes across the entire Elton John stand. It's really neat. Um, and uh, so, yeah, not necessarily small and quaint, but not this mega stadium kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's kind of neat. I've, I've gotten into that. I, I became an Arsenal fan back during the days of uh, Thierry Henry. Mm, yeah. and, um, and just the, the style of play that they had at the time compared to a lot of the other clubs at the time. And so I've just kind of stuck with it, and uh, that's what it means to be a fan, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Rangers fans are rewarded like no other this, this past. I mean, I, uh, what, can you explain the final couple of outs and when you realized <laughs> this is actually going to happen? Uh, well, people might think that I'm, I'm uh, not telling the truth here. I, I kind of thought that, number one, that, uh, we were going to be going to the World Series after the Game Two win in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I kind of wow. felt like that this was a, that we're going to go even after we lost Game Five of the ALCS here at home the way we did. I just I don't know. I felt buoyed after that loss. Like doggone it, you are not doing this to us again. We're going to go to Houston and we're going to win a couple of ball games. I just had that feeling. Um, and then in the series uh, with the Diamondbacks. Yeah, I know, I know that um, Zach Gallen was tossing not just a no-hitter, but a perfect game against us going into the seventh inning. And, of course, uh, you know, the Diamondbacks had all kinds of traffic on the bases but hadn't scored in that game. Every inning of that game, I felt like at some point we're going to break through, we're going to score first, and we're going to win this game. For me... Personally, as a broadcaster, I did not have a doubt in Game 5 that we were going to win it that night. Mm. And so when Mitch got the hit in the seventh inning to me, and I'm happy I had the call for that because I think a lot of emotion came out, and I felt like that's it. We broke through. We're winning this ball game. And as soon as I made the call, I even said, all right, Rangers have not lost this postseason when scoring the game's first run. And then it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, in the ninth inning, we got the four runs. And to me, on the inside, that was just a celebration, you know, yeah. starting early. Um, and I was just sitting there patiently waiting for Eric to just wrap this thing up. Was, and, <laughs> yeah, and, and was that the, the crescendo for you of the entire experience, that hit? Or was it a different play in a different game? Ah, there were so many good plays all throughout the postseason. Um, for me, for that night, yeah, the Mitch Garver hit in the seventh was it. It you know it wasn't attacking on the four runs in the ninth inning, but there were so many moments where it just felt like this was such a special run and this was going to have meaning. That the you know the one play, the one hit that stands out is Corey's home run in Game One, mm. uh, where you you go into the bottom of the ninth inning down two runs and you're like, mm, well, this is not a good way to start the World Series. But then Corey hits that bomb, and it just changed everything. Explosion of emotion for everyone. Yeah, how different it could have been if he didn't have that hit. No question. Yeah, I mean Rangers are the better team, but in a seven-game series in you this never sport, know. well, yeah, you never well, know. right, you lose that game, and then you lose game two. Now you got to go to Arizona down 2-0, and not too many people recover from stuff like that. But this was a team that was all about recovery and they were. triumph, you know? Well, and I know for you, the secret to recovery and triumph, and you talked about this uh, during Jared's event, the Sandlot Charity event, which was amazing over the weekend, it's the soup. The key is the soup for you. That was the key for the entire postseason run. <laughs> I don't know as though I had too much soup during the course of the postseason run. People, you know, I do. I love soup. I, I, uh, I had soup today for lunch. Oh, well, there we which go. Which was an, a gift from a relative okay. for winning the World Series. 
Um, and uh, she sent so much that uh, I, I had I had the the uh, bucket of Italian wedding soup right away, and I froze the traditional chicken noodle soup. Okay. And so I I thawed it over the last couple of days, and I pulled it out, and I had it. It was fabulous today. But yeah, Jared makes a whole lot of the fact that I'm he a does. soup guy. I do really <laughs> like soup. Um, my wife and I, we, we haven't had too much time together, but we did take a trip to San Antonio right at, the day after Thanksgiving, and we drove down, and we had a marvelous time in San Antonio, very extended post-Thanksgiving weekend down there. And one of the days, and by the way, if you guys go to San Antonio, I have a recommendation for Ooh, you. Let's do it. There's a place called La Panaderia, and I think they have three locations in San Antonio. One of them's downtown on Houston Street, and we happened to just bounce into the place one of the days we were there, and it's this fabulous, basically Mexican bread place. But they've got sandwiches and whatnot, and the first day that we were there, and I had this sandwich, this Mexican Cubano sandwich, it was off the charts good. And I'm like, we got to go back there before we leave and go home. And so the last day we were going to go there, and we had breakfast on the Monday after Thanksgiving. And when you order breakfast, they, they have a number of items. And I got this, this torta, this Mexican torta, but it had side items. And all of the side items were heavy lunch side items and or desserts. The lightest thing you're not gonna, was soup. <laughs> and so they had, they had this uh, lentil soup. And so for breakfast, I had this breakfast sandwich with lentil soup. And my wife's like, you're the only person I know that has soup for breakfast. <laughs> so I did that. So, yeah. Oh, man. Stay breakfast to yourself. champions for Hicksie. <laughs> that is fantastic. Yes. I mean, I remember years ago, Hicksie, our first interaction through a mutual friend before I even started working at the fan was uh, somebody laying out the, the lifeline to me. Hey, I know Matt Hicks. He'd probably be down to go have lunch with you. Aspiring radio guy. I had you, soup, didn't I? We, well, we, I think <laughs> we did together. We went to McAllister's, yes, and it wasn't for the soup. sandwiches. Yeah. It was for that good old-fashioned soup it's right there. Absolutely. The and McAllister's has great soup. But, yes. yeah. So our first interaction there, soup was a part of it. It's amazing. That's right. Yeah. We were chatting about uh, Wyatt Langford. And, uh-huh. you know, Boach is saying, hey, all options are open. You know, we'll go to spring training, and they're going to give him a chance to maybe make the big league club right out of the gates. I mean, well, what are your thoughts about that? How amazing is this run Wyatt's been on since he got drafted? Well, he's been incredible, and all the reports on him, because I haven't seen him play, are fabulous. All the reports on Evan Carter were yeah. fabulous. And when Adolis went down in early September and, and the decision was made to bring Carter up, I'm like, man, you know, Carter's done everything he could do this year at Double A AA and Triple A. Well, this is a different ball game up here, you know. And and you're you're putting him in the throes of a pennant race and all of that. And is he going to be able to deliver? And I was skeptical, just because that's a huge leap. The kid's 21 years old. Is he going to be able to handle the pressure? He made it look like this is something that he was born to do his entire life. So maybe Wyatt Langford is just not necessarily identical to Evan Carter because Wyatt, I think, probably has a little more pop based upon everything that I've seen and read. But here's a guy that is built for this, and if he delivers in spring training, I would not be surprised to see him starting in the outfield. Sure. Final question, Matt, and something that uh, has a lot of Rangers fans excited. John Gray told us he thinks they can do it at least two more times. Is <laughs> Chances this is the start of a, a more of a dynasty type of thing than just a one and, and over. Well, I, one of the reasons why I don't think it's a one and done kind of thing, I, I don't know how many people are as excited as I am about the signing of Kirby Yates. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, what's the one area that the club really needs to address? Bullpen. It is obviously the bullpen. And Kirby Yates is a guy, if you go back to 2019 when he was with the Padres, he led the National League in saves. And one of the things I remember about watching Kirby Yates that season was how nasty his changeup was. It's a split-fingered changeup. It was an unhittable pitch in 2019. Now, I didn't see him at all last year with Atlanta, but apparently he's got that pitch almost back to where it needs to be when you look at all the numbers surrounding that pitch and the performance against that pitch. People didn't do too well against it. So if he can return to the form that he, or just close to the form that he showed in 2019, 
you're not talking about just a, a strong back end of the bullpen kind of guy. You're talking about an elite closer kind of guy. Wow. Yeah, we talked with Mad Dog about hiked over here, Hicksy. an hour and a half ago, and he was just talking about the year after coming back from surgery is where a lot of these guys get that same stuff back. Mm-hmm. If you get that same stuff back at $4 million a year, it'll be the steal. and it, it, It'll, it'll be, be the signing down. of the offseason. Right on. Yeah. Well, Matt, it's always great to talk to you. Uh, thanks for having me on, fellas. Thank you so much. And before too long, I'm sure we'll be seeing you in surprise. I know. Oh. It's, it's coming up. Well, enjoy the family time and the football before now and then. Will do. Thank you. Yes, sir. Matt Hicks with you here on your home of the Rangers, 105.3 The Fan. And it is time now to go into the Pimp Cup, where Lucius Alexander is standing by with LA Live. It's a thirsty Thursday ladies' night here in LA Live. Let's get right into it, baby. It'll make you dance to some of everything. Everybody get hot. Mary Beth prayed for snow on her wedding day. Yes, I did. It was 32 degrees and no snow on my wedding day, but I had eight inches on my honeymoon. So. Damn right you did, girl. L.A. Live for Thursday, December 7th. 2023. Uh, It's a thirsty Thursday, ladies night. Ladies, you are a queen to me because without you, we wouldn't be. So, uh, facts, facts, big facts right there. In trouble. (laughs) Yeah, that too. Uh, You guys are at a toy drive giving things away. Tis the season to take things away if you're paying attention. You got to respect the jokes because it is the season. What I mean by that is robberies are up. Oh, no. Yeah, robbery's up. People will steal. Even uh, scamming online is up. Everything is up right now, so you just got to protect yourself. Uh, watch how you get in and out of cars while you're out here doing your shopping. Yeah, yeah. you want to pop out in a fighting stance, be prepared, <laughs> scan the area. Let people know you mean business. You don't have to pick somebody else that's soft. Yeah, <laughs> try, not to, the one. Try, try not to walk through the park a lot on your phone, not paying attention, yeah. because people will follow you, man. I hear you. Uh, watch for ATMs when you're at the ATM. Be looking around. Try not to go there at night. Yep. Go where it's fully lit. You know, so I'm just trying to watch out for your your yeah. safety out of here, no man. Kidding. Thank you, Lucius. You, I put it in reverse at the ATM. I want to watch the backup camps like I got eyes in the back of my head. There you go. <laughs> just yeah. don't forget when you pull off, bro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, check to see if anybody's following you out of here. The, the jokes is real. According to Carrollton Police, there were a total of almost 60 reports of vehicle break-ins that occurred on Sunday in the Metal Ridge and Harvest Run neighborhoods. Pay attention. 60 break-ins. They went for cars parked on the street and alleyways. I hate that. Yeah, that's brutal, man. You got to get some cameras going down there. I, I saw Tolo's. Uh, he works. He has a storage shed business. Had 150 units broken into this morning. See? Lucius. Yep. The jukes is up, man. It's jukes season. Mm-hmm. Be careful because the streets got to eat, and uh, yeah. you don't want to be the one to feed them. Uh-huh. Yeah, we Don't need be camera in our, We need that camera in our parking lot would be good. That has got to be a good start. <laughs> yeah. Hell of a truck. If, they, if they're putting out cameras, Lucius, let's go start there if we could, please. Yeah, how about that part? Yeah. Yeah, we could we could have possibly used that. Uh, yeah. I'm still kind of I still kind of parked my car right there because I lost my card <laughs> to get into the gate. <laughs> I was wondering why you did that. Yeah, I'll still park it right there. Uh, yeah. We got an El Paso teenager. When I say don't crash out on the weekends, I say this on Friday. Don't crash out over the you weekend. Do. We want to see advice. you back, right? Mm-hmm. We've got an El Paso teenager that crashed out. Uh, got arrested for robbing a pizza delivery man. Oh. Old school stuff right there. Oh. Yeah, a 17-year-old Texas teen was arrested after reportedly robbing a pizza man. Robbed a cell phone and took his pizzas. This is a Pizza Hut delivery man, so you know those pizzas were pretty good. Real good. Yeah, fresh. Yeah. But here's the thing, man. The kid posted about the whole robbery on Instagram Live. Come on. Jeez, kid. Man. That's worse than, you know, calling the guy to deliver to your house than robbing him. Act like you've been there before. Yeah. (laughs) Now, uh, he might have called that guy. I'm not sure because when I read the story, uh, the pizza man was knocking on a certain door for a long time. Nobody answered. Then he seen this man, which your context clues should be kicking in. There was a man in a scully mask, black hoodie. Black Air Force Ones. He was just, he was, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, this man was doing deeds. And you asked him, hey, did you order a pizza, bro? 
He's like, nah, I ain't order a pizza, but come on over here. Let's see if I can help you out. Matter of fact, run that pizza. Let me get that cell phone. You got any cash on you, too? Appreciate your help. Damn, and then he recorded, he recorded, recorded the pizza man getting inside of the car with a caption that said, trying to tax me for pizza. Oh. Wow. Yep. Doing way too much with that robbery. Yeah. $52 worth of pizzas with this man got and the victim's cell phone, which, of course, has a tracker on it. Yep, you can tell your does. location. This is kind of wow. wild, man. Wow. These are the things he's going to talk about in jail that he's going to learn from. Yeah, he crashed out. out. Yep. Uh, he's facing away from yeah, everybody. He'll get that cleaned up for his next hit. Yeah. Yeah. He might have been able to get that sloppy in 1978 and, uh, and pull it off, but not these days. I want to let all the criminals know out there, if you're doing nefarious deeds, the police are online. They are mm-hmm. They're online. They don't even have to investigate. They just go online and watch what you do and say, should we get this one today? Now let's build up a more of a bigger case for this guy. Yeah. We don't want to catch him on the petty stuff. He's an idiot. We're <laughs> pretty sure we'll get more out of him. Does the police department follow anybody here? Not on Twitter? I, I know that I know Dallas police follows me. Yeah. Urban police. I love the urban police. Yeah. I try to get the GP to police to follow me. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah I have no problem because I will call them in a heartbeat. Come over my house acting a fool. I'm calling the police, bro. Yeah, no yeah. question. After I shoot. After I shoot. After, After I shoot. shoot. Yeah. Nobody move! I'm scared! <laughs> all right. Uh, Red dots all over him. Marcus yeah. Simeon in the building. Sorry, Lucius. A little starstruck over uh, here. Uh, no, do your thing. You I'm, don't thinking, about going, I'm thinking about going a, a digital only when I get my wing truck going. I don't want to have any cash. No cash. That somebody can think yeah. they're going to get. Yeah. I'm going to have big signs, too. No cash. No cash. Yeah. So I do at AT&T <laughs> Stadium. No cash. Yeah, smart. Yeah, he even posted this uh, 17-year-old that robbed a pizza man, Pizza Hut pizza man. He even posted the two-liter Mountain Dew uh, and, a, and a Pizza Hut delivery bag. Took the whole damn bag and showed Jeez. that. <laughs> That's good value right there. God. See, what happens to the person Jeez. in that scenario that ordered the pizza? You just you just, you just get ghosted? You just wonder, hey, where did it go? Whatever you call happened? them up, you say, what the hell happened? Yeah, I think you get Un- refunded. Unfortunately, you probably raise hell with Pizza Hut. Yeah. You know, Lucius will be playing G-Bag of the Day, and there'll be some guy what going on, those on Pizza Hut. Well, our guy was ever. robbed. Yeah, that'd be a hell of a call to the manager. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I was wondering if I could get a rebate on that yeah. uh, brutal robbery yeah. that happened about 45 minutes ago. <laughs> when uh, you get done talking with the police and, like, getting mental health help for your employee, can you go ahead and yeah. give me that pizza? Dial up that meat lovers. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you were talking about following uh, police departments and whatnot on Twitter or yeah. social media. They following us, too. Yeah. yeah, I follow DFW Scanner on Twitter. Good follow. Which is a really good follow. It is a good follow. Boy, you learn a lot. comments can get really wild. They do. Them comments is hella racist. Yep. If you want to see what the racists are in DFW, yep. look in them comment sections right there. Yep. Like, yo. Yep. <sighs> G-Bag of the Day. We do it every day on the fan at 2.30. If you see anything floating out there on social media, don't be afraid to hit me up at Lucky Lucius P. Even, we even played something from a whole other station today. Sure. It was good. It was sure good. Did. It was good. Keep it my word. Good. I'll play it if it's good. Uh, let's see. All right, our winner, because yesterday was a church day, and I hope you got your blessing. There's a preacher right here to remix some Michael Jackson for his congregation. I feel like the people in a DFW scanner in the comments can probably go to this man's church and have a good time. <laughs> the devil tried to block me, tried to stop me, but no, no. Trying to steal my oh, blessing, no. but God said, oh, no, no. I'm going to send some angels to help my remnant. They're going to see my goodness in the end time like never before. Devil, do you really think you can stop them? You can block them, devil. Do you really think you can stop them or block them, devil? Do you really think you can stop them or block them, devil? By the power of the blood, you are defeated. (laughs) Defeated. Defeated. Could have did better with the writing, but I get it. That's what he wanted to do. He got it done. Devil! You've been hit by, you've been stuck by the word of God. The word of God. (laughs) (laughs) She's like Peter said, the word of God. Gosh, that's good. Yeah, that's pretty sweet right there. Very deserving. Uh, Thirsty Thursday right here. Ladies night. Two things right here I've seen online that I didn't believe it was real. I couldn't believe that this clip was real. I seen it on Instagram. A man calls 911 on a woman that he met at a bar. They hooked up. He went back to his house and everything, yeah. and they did what they had to do. She fell asleep drunk. 
So did he. This is what the video was telling me, and it has a clip of him like calling 911, complaining about getting this drunk, snoring lady out of my bed. I was like, this can't be real. It's got to be a bit for the gram. They just trying to go, you know, viral or something like that. So I googled it. No, for sure. Real. Man calls 911 on snoring woman in his bed. Uh, Waukesha, Wisconsin. It's got a, it's, it's <laughs> WISNTV. This happened in November 13th. A Waukesha man calls 911 asking police to remove a snoring lady from his bed. I said, this cannot be real. So a man calls 911 asking police to remove a snoring woman from his bed. I was wondering if you could send an officer over to my place to uh, have somebody physically removed. Who do you want removed? Um, just a girl. She's sleeping in my bed. She's in your bed right now? She's just snoring away like a train. It's Goldilocks. Uh, Is that her snoring that I'm hearing? Uh, yeah, she's snoring like a train. Police say the man was drunk and brought the woman home. When he couldn't wake her up to stop snoring, he called police. They did respond. Officers got her to wake up, gave her a clean bill of health, and told the man this was not a police matter. <laughs> yeah, come on. Uh, yeah, it's probably, uh, it's probably Xanax, you know. I've seen that a couple of times. Probably a lot of lady there. Somebody partying. They're like, hey, you know, you want to take your partying up a little bit? Next thing you know, you're knocked out, can't wake up. Mm. It happens. Man, did you hear a snort? Hold on, I got to isolate that. Listen to this. Yeah, That's snore. bad. That yeah. does not sound attractive. She was tearing no. up in that joint. The big gal right there. Yeah, you thought she's a carpenter or something. Yeah. <laughs> you don't snore like that. Works on a construction uh, site. <laughs> unless your body mass, body mass index is over 35. Oh, Lord. Hold up. Snoring away like a train. Is that her snoring that I'm hearing? Uh, yeah, she's snoring like a train. How about him going? Very deep. Could have been a fart, dude. I snore, but that's that's rough. Yeah, it's a big snore. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't think I snore. Sometimes I get told I snore, but I really got to be like working out, doing something, or heavily medicated. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the alcohol would for sure. When you start talking about relationship deal breakers, if you're snoring like that. Yeah, that, that's a that's a dunsky. Yeah, yeah, I I because I'm such a light sleeper, I would I would wake up I'll, I wake up at least ten times a night. I wouldn't be able to get back to sleep. Yeah, that's why we sleep in two different rooms now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. think a deal breaker might like be Lucy girl Wisconsin. Them. I think that was the deal breaker for me. Girl and Wisconsin from Wisconsin. Okay, uh, that that would be the. You said ain't no dimes in Milwaukee. I'll tell you what, man. I lived there five years of my life. And I, I, you know, a lot of girls. If Are I both was a your girl, wife's from Wisconsin? No, oh. no, 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 no. Tell me some talent, Madison. Sure. Yeah. Oh, is it? College, Wisconsin. Sure. Man, I know. I know up where I was living up there in Old Green Bay. Not so good. Nah, kind of looked like a lot of lions. You oh. know, like a lot of mane, okay. a lot of like yeah. you know, big base and big <laughs> mane. Just looked like they smelled like cheese. <laughs> and you understand? I mean, this 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 lady's snoring. I get it. Yes. <laughs> Just beer and cheese. Yes. This is not a lie. Yeah. Her nickname is Roar. Hey, there's there's a reason why. <laughs> I, like it. I think the, the last time roar. the last time Miss America came from Wisconsin, I think it was 1972. That's, that's the, a hell of so a year. That just kind of yeah. tells that's you kind of where, <laughs> where we're at right now. Before yeah. segregation, it was a gal that moved in from California the spring before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's definitely or from Texas. there. <laughs> yeah, Tef Texas is wild, no, bro. No, she's a visitor. <laughs> Uh, another uh, number two thing that I seen online that I did not believe was real, but Google said it was. Uh, you ever heard of Red House Furniture? Red House Furniture. No, no, no I have not. Uh, it's funny that you sing because they do have a jingle. Oh, do they? The wildest jingle I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh, really? Yeah, Red House Furniture. They have a commercial. It's from 2009. They're out of High Point, North Carolina. Oh, furniture uh, capital area. The, the what? It's furniture, that part of the country. Asheville. That wood they got. Yeah. Really? Asheville, they all the all the, oh, yeah. It's furniture capital oh. of the world over in that oh. part of the country. If you a bum, had no idea. Yeah, this ad right here debuted. Uh, <laughs> what, you, what are you going to give me? A bomb. I'll oh, give you the bomb. Oh, a bomb. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, on. if you want something else, pause. <laughs> Meet me in the I'm parking lot. <laughs>
the ad, which debuted April 20 of 2009, is only available online right now. But this ran on television, local television. It was made to bring racial harmony over uh, furniture. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Listen to this, this is vulgar. Can't we all just get along? First of all, right there, they should have stopped. They should have stopped. Can't we all just get along? Nope. At the Red House furniture. We, we can. can. At we the can. Red House. Feet is awful. Casio. I'm Richard, AKA Big Head. I work at the Red House and I'm black. At the Red House. I like pumping iron and pumping furniture into people's homes. <laughs> what? I'm Johnny, a.k.a. T-Engage. I work at the Red House and I'm white. What? I like deer hunting. He said I'm white. Bass fishing and extending credit to all people. At the Red House. Mm. I'm black and I love the Red House. Bro, what? <laughs> Wait, what? Wow. I'm white and I love the Red House. I'm a black woman and I love the Red House. <laughs> what are we doing? I am white and the Red House is for me. What? He said what? At the Red House. Loving it so far, right? Yeah. Look at the sofa. I'm it's inspired. perfect for a black person. No. Or a white person. Sure. This mattress is perfect for a white person. Oh! What are we doing? <laughs> at the Red House. Oh, where what black the people and white people buy furniture. What? And Hispanic people too. No, Hispanic people yet. too. Bingo. There we go. Bueno. That's all of them, right? I bueno. think we included everybody. Yeah. Hold on, man. What did he say? Blanco Casa. I am white, and the red house is for me. <laughs> for me. I drove five miles here to work. Man, my white truck. I love that. I, I'm inspired, Lucius. Thank you for sharing that. I have no idea, bro. I just have hope on. now. You know, I, I have no like... idea what's going on, bro. They put their hard-earned money into putting that yeah, commercial on yeah. television. That's embarrassing. You have to hire camera guys and everything to make this happen. Editors, you have to pay for the advertisement, and that's what they did. That's Bill, what they did with it. Bill, I think we got a winner here. That's what we got. Bill. Masterpiece of dog ass. <laughs> 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 All right, yo, I'm pulling out. That's it for me. On a Thank Thursday, you. Thirsty Thursday, Lord willing, the creek don't rise. I'll be here tomorrow on a Friday. Holla. Thank you, Lucius. The Expressway brought to you by QCKinetics.com, non-surgical regeneration treatment care. And we're back with Emily Jones, Rangers sideline reporter on television next year on 105.3 The Fan. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.